0: Hello, yeah, right. everybody. Well, right. I'm going to turn that down right there. That's my backup, my little oh backup. God, oh, oh, right. oh! I got to turn that down too. I got all my backups, man. Guys, I want to tell you something. Every <laughs> time, every time, I, I'm not joking here. I know everybody in the chat is going to say, dude, you, you're, you're joking. <laughs> every time we do some kind of a, a matrix show. Every uh, time. Movies or topics, cryptocurrencies. Well, anything that deals with kind of a matrix kind of a digital kind of a deal, it seems like weird things happen um, every time. the last time our friend uh, the Matrix on field busted his leg up <laughs> right before the show and and uh, today, uh, last night, my stomach was feeling just weird, you know, I thought maybe maybe I drunk too much coffee or something. I'm constipated, you know, you know, I'm not trying to be gross, but you know that's what I thought. but then this morning, Man, it feels like there's a knife on in, in on the side of my on my body. It's like, damn, what is with the matrix? Like it's like it's like they don't want us to talk about it. They, they don't want not every time. The conversation to get yeah, out the there. The
1: agents are watching.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's why I like you having you on here. You are correct when you say that. The agents are the agent Smiths are fucking watching. We <laughs> were even talking Neo Matrix has his own story about how he almost could not come on.
0: Which was like, holy shit, man!
2: This is crazy.
0: <laughs> no, it is. It is. You know, I actually, um, I actually rewatched the Matrix movies again just to get a, uh, just to get a refresh yeah, memory,
1: fresh, fresh eyes, yeah,
0: kind of fresh eyes. And I, I, one, it's a hard movie to watch one after the other. It, it, it really is because 'cause because well, they're because, long as all hell, yeah. They're long not just because they're long. There's so much kung fu fighting in it, right? <laughs> yes. and, and, and and it's like it's like I, I you have to take a break from all the kung fu fighting, which is great Which I know a lot of people say that that uh, the makers kind of started the, the, the style of floating the kicks and all that I don't know about that Yeah,
1: and that's what and that's why they brought in Wu-Ping you know, yeah. Wu-Ping did all the wire work, but he's actually someone who had experience in the Hong Kong film yes. side of that. Yes. Okay. I
0: was about to bring that up because that. because in the 80s, uh growing up in the 80s, which yes, people, I'm old. If there's any young people in there, yes, I'm old. Growing up in the 80s, uh, Bob will know we used to have black black black, black belt theater. theater. Every every Saturday, Sunday, Black Bell Theater. You know, we didn't have cable TV. So <laughs> you go to Black Bell Theater and you had uh, you know, Chinese fighting, uh, uh, flying across trees, uh, you know, floating and stuff.
2: <laughs> yes. like, we, we were raised in a Latino neighborhood, and it doesn't matter what your race or color or whatever it was, everybody, I remember it was Saturdays, everybody was at each other, all the kids, were all, everybody was in their houses watching Black Belt Theater on Saturday. All the kids, everyone locked around the television sets. Then afterwards, everybody goes outside and starts beating the shit out of each other.
1: Yeah, that's what made uh Barry Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon so great because it really yes. captured that that experience you're talking about of you know sitting in the movie theater watching Bad Kung Fu and then going outside and kicking oh the crap god. out of each other in the street. Like.
3: I remember The Last Dragon. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god!
1: Vanity yeah. was my first crush.
3: Yes,
2: that was a great. And he walked around with that's a you know Chinese outfit, and he had the- <laughs> everybody had the uh, kung fu slippers. Yeah. The 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 like
3: like.
0: I guess you're, like, oh, crafting cloth. Yeah. The last Who's draft, the man, that's where.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, ESPN. Wow. Oh, my – uh okay. oh. What the hell? Hold on. Be careful, man. We've got – right
2: Everything is fucking up today, man. <laughs> Even before the show came on, I think the, Eric gave me the thing. We have internet. We checked, it. all of a sudden, the internet went off on this mm-hmm. laptop outside.
0: <laughs> this came on right before the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is weird ESPN. What's with ESPN? And I think on the show on Wednesday, um, I was saying, why is the governor of New York he's popping up on my screen?
3: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's on everybody's screen. <laughs> I like the blue pills. I, I like
2: that. Lucky like <laughs> Boger. Oh, God, A shout out to our veterans out there. Yes, we got our vet. Out there. Well,
0: let me uh, uh I like what this. I had a per, uh, there was another person that was originally gonna come on along with us, but something happened. He couldn't. And he sent me like an email. He sent me a pretty good sentence. It says, uh, This came from Nick Bostrom, the simulation argument. The uh, uh, proposed, what is it? That uh, this is what he's saying that we are living in assimilation. If we are living in assimilation and the Matrix movies exist in the simulation, then it can be argued that the Matrix movie is a program for your mind.
2: I think so. I know so. I fucking know it. I mean, it's like, I don't need to be convinced anymore because um, outside of the whole Mandela, outside of all that stuff, uh, I joke about I had a pillow made and and it had it specifically specific words on there. Green. Yellow, red, green, yellow—the old traffic lights the way I used to remember them. I know I'm an insane person, but the, the colors switched. My own physical object that I had went in and had personally made myself is the colors switched. And I know I did not go in there and have it done the other way. I know I did not. All, so everything is fucking weird. Everything to me is a simulation, and it's almost a coded message for a living universe, living. Thing, comic book, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, it would make sense that movie was uh, inspired by the Living Universe to be
3: made. I could see that. Yes.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty good uh, article. Now, if you look at the three Matrix movies, of course, each three three are different in different ways. You know, the third one was actually I just finished it like forty minutes ago, and I forgot how more action than it really is more like a kind of like a like a war movie in a way where terminator should have took a cue out of that and made a final movie where it was a big war against machines oh yeah everybody
1: everybody wants the future war and that's where they keep screwing up i mean we're up to number six and we still haven't seen the terminator future war that everybody wants to see
0: exactly yeah the one they did with uh christian bell that I, right salvation they uh, i
1: mean yeah i mean <laughs> they tried they tried right but it was really only the beginning i mean it was only like yeah. that early uh shot kind of thing and then after that it wasn't the future war that we want we want an hour and a half of future war that's what
3: we want yes yes yeah. that's what we want. but
0: now if if they're gonna go by the new timeline that they just put in with the last terminator movie did they, they killed off the, that that Uh, for the kids, I forgot his name. Spoiler alert, yeah. They they killed him still as a kid. I'm like, really? You're gonna uh, take the first one and the second one, and then how they survive the the Terminators and stuff, and this kid, and then you're gonna make a movie that's gonna erase all the other uh, Terminators and just go back from the first and second, and then you're gonna have him killed in the first 10 minutes of the movie. It's like, it was such a big switch, man. Uh, I
1: can't remember the actor's name. Uh, of course, I'm not going to remember his name, but you know, the guy like you're talking about that played the young John Connor and Terminator John 2. Connor, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they're like, oh, he's in it. And James Cameron is on this and they're going to totally pick up where Terminator 2 left off. And all they did was take four, five and three and merge like the ideas that they liked from those into six.
2: Yeah, that's
1: correct. That's how I perfectly said, yes. If you're going to erase it, erase it. Don't steal everything from the ones you're saying are crap.
2: (laughs) It's the same thing that Eric described, that movie. We're going into weird movies, guys. It's about movies. Um, That dream, Eric, was that one called? That dream, you know, it was one from The Shining, The Dream, what? Oh, Dr. Sleep? Dr. Sleep.
3: Oh, I gotta Um, see that, yeah.
2: Yeah, Dr. Sleep did exactly, exactly the same formula, 100%. Well, they just took the hot points of the original Shining okay. and just put it into the movie. Like yeah. at the last part, I mean, it was like, wait, wait. So I'm just seeing the
0: best parts of the Shining. It's just yeah, no, the best parts of the yeah, show. Don't, don't, don't get me. Don't get me started with, with Dr. Sleep. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, 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 I absolutely hated that movie.
2: Yeah, well, it's the same thing with the, how he described the Terminator. Well, they took just the hot spots they pull out just the hot spots and just put it into its yeah. own movie.
0: I mean, I understand that it's a, it's based off a book I, and I get that. Yeah. But it just felt like the whole ending, he goes into the there there's there's the hotel. Yeah. Well, let's go in like a roller coaster ride. Let's go in on the left. Remember that lady from the <laughs> you Shining? remember this from the Shining? Oh, yeah, remember, remember, <laughs> remember those two girls full of blood? There they are. There they are from the there Shining. There they are. It was like I was like I felt like I was watching a roller coaster and like what? What? Now he's gonna be using all of them to fight whatever. Yeah. What's well, the same he said? You
1: said it was based off of a book, but i'm um, and I'm sure someone in, in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't The Shining the Stephen King book that turned into a movie that Stephen King hated the movie? Like he hated the way. It yeah. came yes, out. that was yeah. the thing That was the catch twenty two, and that's why it's cool that you said that because
2: it was because they wasn't the the book the original wasn't based off the book it was based off the idea of the book it was in the mm-hmm. respect of the book and yeah. then they made this one more specific to the book because this is how everybody wants to see it so all the people yeah. who read the book were like i want to see it away from the book and then they made it by the book but those of us who didn't read the book were like we're the
0: movie edward guys. furlong edward we're- furlong thank
1: you thank you carla yes edward furlong is the actor that plays john connor in terminator 2 uh. and- you know the whole twelve seconds of Terminator Six. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I just saw like, him get killed, I'm like, "Oh my <laughs> God! You, no way! Come on! Why can't they just make a good war one like 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 the a Ma- Matrix Three did with the big war? You know, the and, fight and that's the, the last minute. That, it's
1: it's funny that you say that because a lot of people actually complained about that part of Revolutions. A lot of people actually said that that's one of the things that made revolutions not so good is that there was too much of the real world, so to speak. Well,
0: um, I mean...
1: I, I don't agree with that. I thought I it don't was, agree
0: with that either because... I thought it was necessary. It was necessary because it has to teach people. I mean, I know, I know it's a movie, but it has to teach people that's in this world that they can't just rely on one person being considered the chosen one. Because technically, half the people don't believe he's a chosen one. Yeah. So, so you know, you got to fight to survive. I mean, that's. I mean, you got pulled out, so you know that the matrix in this world is real because you got pulled out of it. You know, and you know that there's gonna be a time that you don't have to fight. I mean, yeah. fight. I mean, I got I mean, I, gotta, I, mean I, gotta, I guess we're skipping the first one, but the, now, now if you go back to the first one, like I said, I know the first one was more popular because, of course, the first loved it first movie is always almost popular and almost in any franchise i think i think i think the only movie that's oh that i think there's two franchises that there's debates on the second could be considered considered better than the first one where a lot of people in the star wars franchise likes empire strikes back better than star wars a lot of people in the batman franchise like uh the dark knight better than batman begins so so there is there is a few but most most cases the first one you know open the line you know open the uh open the door to this whole new kind of world and i i i think that the the, the ones that come to my mind are actually it's funny because
1: they're both james cameron films the debate that i've always heard was terminator 2 versus the original and aliens versus the original uh-huh
0: You're right. You know, a lot of people love Terminator Two better than the first one. I'm not. I'm not that person. I love the first one better than the than the second one. Just because I did not like. I I hate. I know it's a little thing. I know it's a little thing, but I did not like Arnold Schwarzenegger being the ultimate badass killer, basically becoming a good guy. Kind of. Kind of. I kind. It kind of pulled me out a little bit. I wanted him to stay the bad guy but I I mean, like it them is both. what it is i, I mean i like them i like them both i like oh, them i love them both, both. I mean, well, they're both great they're both great. i think
1: for me with that debate is my thing is it it's almost apples and oranges because with the exception of the chases being repackaged throughout every terminator in the series the original is unique in the sense that it's it's almost at, the, at, the, at that time in the 80s, it was damn near a horror film. I mean, it, yes. it's a thrill. It's a thriller. Like people were scared. They're like, yo, the Terminator is going to come get you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, by the second one, it had that more big overproduced Hollywood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is a big blockbuster. But the first one was gritty oh. and dirty.
3: It, and it like, was on the great, yeah, <laughs>
0: it was on the ground. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't really get its popularity until it hit uh, VHS. Like right, all those right, yeah. movies, oh, found- you
2: hit beta first.
0: Beta, oh, beta, <laughs> it found its life on VHS and beta. It built a cult following, and then John, you know, uh, Carpenter, not John Carpenter, but uh, yeah, James Cameron. James Cameron, Cameron yeah. You give that guy 200, 300 million dollars, he's gonna oh, make yeah. something that right. he's gonna spend some money. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna, you know, what is this? I uh, didn't like this second
3: one, though. Hey, like guys, it,
0: People saying, uh, Terminator 2 a masterpiece, yeah, listen. I'm not saying Terminator 2 is bad. It's both great. I, I just choose the first one over the second one. That's
2: yeah. No, the first one was perfect. That's the thing. It was so perfect. It's like, how could you make it number two? Well, I think they made it number two perfect as in it's not 100% as perfect as the first one, but it gave you a little bit of closure from the first one. And then that's where, to me, that's where it should have ended. It was then from there, it just became... ah. What? <laughs> what is this and then of course the last one which we keep seeing in New movies all the time is the new timeline everything with the new with the new splinter timeline Yeah, Always and it gets new. hard to keep up with.
0: Yeah uh, Yeah, it, yeah it's I, Erasing yeah, uh, uh, the last one I know that did that was Halloween Halloween the last Halloween movie is a direct sequel just to the first one. So not even John Carpenter's second one counts. None of those counts. So I was like, "Yeah, oh, that's kind of a cheap cop-out, right? Is, mm-hmm. Are you better off doing, I don't know, a reboot in a way?
2: Well, same things happen in comics. I was at my
0: old workplace, the Museum of Flight. Well, comics and, always did
2: that. People don't realize it, but there was a, there was a guy who's was a comic god a guy just fucking all he did was comics he was I, mean, I wanted to call him a nerd but damn it man this guy was all about comics i like comics too but we were having a debate about the uh it's called like something universe the so-and-so universe this i go i'm confused man because how is this happening and this is ha- he says because it's part of the universe where time was changed here and then now this superhero is now in this section in the I go. Since when are we doing new universes for anything? But all the, the comic books exploded with all new universe timelines. The same time, all these movies were coming out with time travel and new timelines, and the Matrix and the Matrix. Because what changes in the Matrix, you actually change the outcome in, in the other reality. It's it's the same concept. Exploded within the last few years. Like
0: I'm confused. <laughs> So what's that? I wonder. I wonder. I know they're uh, we got a Matrix 4 coming out this year, we know that, yes, but I wonder if they're ever gonna because this could be an interesting um streaming kind of a show because I know HBO owns the rights to the Matrix, be kind of an interesting uh concept for uh, an HBO series because you can do a lot with so, the Matrix in that series. Now, you know, when I first heard about the fourth one, the first. When I first heard about the fourth one, right, um, in back of my mind, I'm thinking, really, they're gonna bring him back because all his sacrifice is for nothing. But when I rewatched it, I I forgot where the oracle said, "Yeah, we're probably gonna see him again." So no. I forgot that they opened the door to say yes he can come back i forgot all about that i I thought yeah they
1: foreshadowed that yeah in revolutions at the end of revolution that's why when people said oh there's a matrix four and they were like surprised i'm like it's not that surprising i mean um now the funny thing that you mentioned here with the streaming possibility i did a video maybe last summer uh i caught a quote from the ceo of village roadshow right because that's who's partnered with warner making all the matrix films like when you see the opening logo like they're in there right um yeah. he was kind of he was like kind of like low key bragging that with you know the pandemic and everything like companies should be preparing themselves to move towards streaming so they've definitely set up the the groundwork or you know he he said it like okay this is something that could happen in the future now my only concern is that um you know, with them going with the HBO streaming release, you know, they're doing the theater. Yes, and at the like, same you know, time. Right. You know, if that really messes with the, the revenue splits, like if they don't make as much money as they expected to. There it is. The one you see. Oh, go back to Village right. Roadshow uh, logo. Uh,
0: How many months ago?
1: Right there. Um, it says Future Matrix future matrix media that's the video um, where i have the quote from the ceo talking about uh moving into streaming now he didn't guarantee anything specific but to your point you know it's on their radar it it looks like something that they plan to do my only concern is you know when you when you're saying you're coming out with the matrix four you almost kind of expect to make you know hundreds of millions of dollars in profit and if you know the the theatrical hbo max streaming release messes with that money that's where i get nervous like you know prior to that i'm like okay we're getting a hbo series and we're getting a new video game and we're gonna get all this you know what i mean but now i'm just like let's just see how this thing plays
0: out no i've i brought that up that argument up a while ago when people said that um it's it's gonna be the death of the movie theaters the uh death of cinemas and i'm like you can't you don't want that i told people you don't want that because, because if you like your high production movies you know, exactly. Yeah. Big $2 budgets. $2 yeah. Dude, you're not going to get a $200 million return from an HBO Max. I mean, you would have to get all these new subscribers and they will have to stay and not just take off.
2: Yeah, be a loyal, lo- so, loyal fan. Yeah. I've telling
0: people that, you know, you need these big production movies because these big movies are what pays for some series and stuff. Yep. You know, yep. now it, maybe, you know, maybe they could do something kind of like what uh you know the marvel universe is kind of doing now where they're mixing the movies now and now they got a series but they're still doing the movies but of course if you're going to do something like that you don't want to put i mean yeah the tv shows you got like wanda vision okay yes. you, have, you have um the falcon the falcon and the, uh whatever other guy don't now, getting started now, they they're getting started but But what Marvel's doing smart is these aren't their big guns. So these aren't your Captain America, your Iron Man. These are technically... I I know they don't want to hear this. They are the sidekick characters of the movies. So if they do something like that where you don't have Neil in the series on HBO and you do some side story, that's where you can maybe get it to work. But it's not guaranteed to work. Well, the idea that
1: I in a, in a in a really old Wachowski interview that was on the website when they still had what is the dot com and like it was just like a chat interview. Uh, it's a really long time. It was probably like after the first one, but before we loaded, uh the Wachowskis did say that they wanted to explore uh a story about one of the previous ones, you know. Um That'd but cool. they've never, they've never done that. You know, I haven't seen it in any comic book. It's not in the animatrix, so I could definitely see that being a storyline for a streaming service that would fit real well. To the point you're making about it not being Keanu Reeves, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do a prequel with Morpheus, but of course, you're not going to get the same actor because you yeah. need a lot younger Morpheus. I mean, that will pull people in. And what I think, need?
1: I think that's tied to the Zach Penn script, and he says that that's still on the table. Like I said, with this whole you know, streaming release thing, we'll see. But, I mean, based on the way he said things when the Matrix 4 was first announced, I would have assumed that the young Morpheus story would have been, like, Matrix 5 or something. Matrix 5,
2: that'd be cool. <laughs> it just keeps
3: going.
0: Uh, well, the thing is, what's hard, what's hard now is you don't know if it's going to have a 5 or 6 because you're not going to really know how much it could really make because yeah, even just, now, I'm, now I'm going to movies, I'm going to movies tonight. I go to movies every Friday, but, but the cinema only fills it up 40%. Once it's 40%, it's yeah. basically considered sold out. So Wait. even if they say all the matrix movies sold out, well, they're not selling out a hundred percent. They're selling it out on a 40%. So, you know, how much money they're really going to make. And then if you're going to put it at the same time, On HBO Max, I mean, you're going to take away because, you know, that's how they're doing next week with um, King Kong and Godzilla. It's going to be at the theater and it's going to be it's going to be on HBO Max the same day.
2: No, I didn't know
0: that. That's how they're
2: rolling it out this
3: year. Yeah,
0: There is one positive thing about that. It saved me from going to the movie theater to see that piece of crap Wonder Woman Part 2. It saved me from that, but beyond that, who knows what's going to be like? You know, because now every uh, uh, every company is shorting their window, like they wanted to go straight to streaming, right? Like maybe two weeks, (laughs) boom. Next day, boom. Oh
1: yeah, that's why I was going to say, uh, save the movie theaters, buy AMC stock while it's still low. (laughs) Yes, yes, correct.
2: Thank you for saying that. Yeah, what's funny about that? that?
0: Uh, I watch another channel and I kind of agree with this one guy AMC kind of got a gift uh, a bailout from the people you know, yeah I a, bought
3: they
0: got I a gift it. right and uh, I can't remember the number of how many people are laid off from AMC <sighs> and they just announced that the AMC CEO they're just they're getting he's getting over like uh, uh there's like an eight million dollar bonus. That's going to the top people, and they're saying he's going to get like four million bonus. Now, you got a gift from people to keep your theater alive, yeah. and you got people that are laid off, and now you're going to give your CEO over four million and eight million, and people are hurting. Yeah, no, I don't that. know if you guys heard that one.
1: Yeah, no, that's you know. Corporate bit, ba- I mean, you know, uh, what's that? Golden parachutes—that's
2: what they call them. Golden parachutes. Thank you. Yeah, it, you know, people don't know it. Eric and I—we were younger. We wanted to own a movie theater. We actually wanted to buy. We wanted to own a theater. One of still our. we want one. Yeah, i still <laughs> want. We want. It, that's why we're not letting it go.
1: Yeah, now's the time. Buy while the while the market's low. <laughs> we want to buy our own theater.
0: Yeah, I want to. I want to yeah. bring back the uh, midnight movies and all that. Where, oh, God, where, dear. where we're when we're growing up. Uh, we You know, we lived outside of Fresno. I know people, Fresno, right? Uh, we live outside of Fresno, but every very often they'll do a midnight showing. Like oh, yes. one of the funnest midnight shows that we ever done was Friday the 13th Part 6. Oh. Everybody was dressed up at midnight, and every other screen, they had like Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, oh, Part 4. So you could have saw any other Friday the 13th, but it was like... It was like one big party. It's like getting everybody together.
2: Yeah, it's like a Rocky Horror Picture show. Now, again, it's it's a, I don't know, it's a comfortable sin. Who did, I went to one of them. I was invited to go. Uh, a gal says, hey, I want you to come and be the Rocky Horror Picture show. So I don't want to see no tranny dance around, but
0: be I mean, damn, if it was a damn good movie. It was nothing to do with anything. Put up a dra- it, a it was completely yeah. great. Uh, Fizzy Pop said you should open up a drive-in theater and Bob could deliver on roller skates. You know what? <laughs> what, dr- uh, uh, drive-ins have changed. In some places, they kept it. Uh, there was a time when when y- we had a drive-in. You were allowed to bring couches. I'm serious. You were allowed to bring couches. Yeah, we brought couch you up. were allowed to uh, bring barbecue. Oh, you know, barbecue outside. Right. The last experience that Bob and I had was Uh, Auburn had a movie theater until they shut it down, and Bob was sitting in the back of the truck. They're like, oh, you guys can't sit back there no more. You got to be in the vehicle. We're like, it's a drive-in. What do you mean we got to... What do you mean we can't sit in our long chairs and stuff that we have to be inside the vehicle?
2: Yeah, because kids got ran over. That's why. And of
0: course of course the theater you know the drive-in got shut down it's because and they say well you know the economics wasn't there well yes yeah, so you could say the economics wasn't there but when you take away the enjoyment of why you go to an outdoor movie in the first place i mean if i can't barbecue if i can't make a hot dog or hamburger sit in long chairs why the hell do i want to go i could just do that here barbecue in my backyard and watch it on the screen
2: yeah i miss that man That was the best. On the same subject as movies and the same subject as Matrix movies. Yeah, I'm all about the drive-ins, man. I want them back, especially with this COVID. Shouldn't we just have drive-ins now? I'm down with that. As
3: long as the Uh, epic movie is
0: still there. Bob, they don't have any drive-ins in the UK? Um, They did not, however they do now. Um, the last says Um she's never been to a drive-in
2: yeah uh when i was leaving there's the guy the, i'm not gonna name it, It's the biggest mall in england um uh, i had a flat right next to it um they started doing outdoor theaters because of the COVID. so they had these huge screens that they had built and it fenced it all off in this uh in the part of the parking lot of, of of the mall and people were driving in and they had people like like fizzy fizzy poop was talking about people were going up to the door to the and the drive and and selling food to each door. This is in England. I'm like, hey, this is just like the states, and they were charging a pretty penny for it to go in there, and it was packed every time. Like every time, it was packed. Yeah. The drive in and then they before the even the drive in starts, they have the staff do a song and dance with me, live music. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this is
0: kind of cool, <laughs> yeah. And just like the movies, uh, they people used to hide other people in the trunk in the trunk of the car, yeah, trunk of the car sneaky because uh, they weren't charging by the car. They, uh, in the early drive in days, they charged by the person in the car.
2: Yeah, it was a Cheech and Chong. They had a skit about driving in a drive-thru, and they had a bunch of vatos in the back of the trunk, and they forgot <laughs> about them
0: <laughs> during the movie. Hey, man, we're still in the trunk. I even Had the best burgers. I missed them.
2: Oh man, yeah. pizza, burgers, everything, hot dogs. They had a whole. You go to the you go to the uh, concession stand. It was just packed with shit. It was a great place to hang out and buy weed too. You can always buy weed in the drive-in.
0: <laughs> well, it, it was Fresno. Yeah, so, was Fresno. I mean, I don't, I don't. Well, there is. But um, let's go back to the very first uh, the Matrix movie that that started them all. So, yeah. so well, one I, thing I, I was going to say
1: is when you brought it up before is that that's the one that like you know everybody loves and it's like the most classic. It's it's the one that follows the regular Hollywood formulas of an action movie film. You know, it it hits all those points of character arc and you know what i'm saying like it 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 ha- you know people are good machines are bad it's very um you know uh like i said classic or standard in its delivery it, it's what you expect it's what it's supposed to
2: be yeah,
0: yeah. and but it did make you think because when neil was um you know staring at his computer you feel like you're in a in a fog you know you feel yeah. like something's not right i mean how many of us has had that feeling where something Every one just, of us. just doesn't feel right. I mean shit this morning I woke up with the pain yeah. in my left doesn't feel right but and then finding out there's something different and then you you know the question is is you, you actually have a choice to choose from. Now now some saying in real life sometimes you don't have a real choice to choose from and the question of all question is you know did he choose to choose right? I can't remember the colors it was a blue pill and a red pill right Yes, correct. Was it there some kind of a Mandela color people in the chat? Was it there some kind of Mandela or somebody thought the blue pill was green? I don't know. I always
2: thought it was green, but it's uh, not because of a Mandela effect, you know, it's because I'm just remember.
0: Is, is it the blue pill that that um that keeps you awake where you don't go back into the back into the mind world or is that the red pill? I can't remember. The blue, the blue pill,
1: you go back to sleep, and the red pill, you exit the matrix and show how deep the rabbit hole goes. Oh yeah.
0: So what? I'm always wondering what happens if you take both pills.
1: Oh, that's the nuclear purple option we call it.
0: Oh, let's. Okay, can you please
1: explain to us this? Well, I mean, it it it's basically in in as many things that that have kind of like adopted matrix references in pop culture since then, you know, the purple pill is basically saying like, okay, I took the red pill. I understand the truth. I know the truth, but I'd rather be in wonderland. I'd rather go back to sleep. Like I have the knowledge and that's fine, but I'm just going to pretend like I don't know and go back to the machine or the matrix itself. I'm just going to stay here.
2: That's really interesting. Wow. That's kind of how it is. In reality, for some people that are kind of waking up to like things aren't exactly what they're telling us, but I have a job, I've got right, I've got a family, yeah, I got bills I to like pay. That
0: nuclear purple, laugh out loud, <laughs> people <laughs> like that. That's really <laughs> cool. Only the on blood. this show,
2: <laughs> she took the
0: nuclear. Pur- I I like that. Saying, there is no pill, it's just a visible choice. That's why the Oracle ate the red candy. In the shape of a pill, it was a placebo.
1: Oh, okay. I think okay. Now, now Carla's she's ahead of the curve because we're still all number one, and we don't get to that till like Here you know, uh, reloaded in <laughs> revolutions. But um, I, I I totally agree. The that's the architect speech. I mean, there's so much packed in that. But um, yeah. The, the the whole thing is that it's the illusion of choice, right? Like red or blue, you're still participating in the system. I mean, will we will we find out later on in the series is that yeah, you take the red pill, you're part of Zion, cool, but the machines destroy Zion every 100 years. They know it's there. In fact, they have a theory that they built it. But, um, right, the, the, the whole point is it's controlled opposition. So, the, the 99% accept the program, the 1% could catastrophically destroy the pro- program. So what we do is we give the one percent that could be a problem the illusion of choice. And just by giving them the illusion of choice, they can control and manipulate and extend this the cycle. You know, that's that's the idea. That's what the Oracle's workaround was for the system crash. Oh that makes sense. God damn, you know a lot about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've I've been living Matrix for the past two years. I mean, I was a fan before, but you know, like once the channel got started, like this is what I do. I love it. That's why I love when you guys invite me on. uh, Thanks for having me, as always, because this is like this the most fun thing for me talking about.
0: Everybody in the chat. I mean, look at all all his videos here. I'll put I'll I'll copy and paste his site right back in the chat. There it is. I mean, you're right. I mean, look if you look at his site, guys, he's got Matrix for Uh, Interview, Matrix Reloaded, Dragula 2021. That's interesting. Nice.
1: Oh, that's the, so Uh, Rob Zombie, you know, the the Dragula song was on the Matrix soundtrack. Oh. Yeah. So I took the acapella and made a remix. So like, I'm trying to like find as many acapellas from the original soundtrack and remix as many original Matrix soundtrack, you know, songs that I can get my hands on. Um, you know, it's an old movie, so it's not as easy <laughs> as yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, working on it, but, oh yeah, the second part of, uh, Carla's statement was about, uh, the candy. Okay. I've been working on this for a while, so I'm not going to give it all away, but what I will say is the cookies, I believe, and this is an ongoing, uh, you know, matrix community debate, if you will, that the cookies represent like internet cookies, you okay. know? You know how we have to remember that big thing yeah. where, like, everybody had to, like, tell you that they were putting cookies in your websites and you have to now accept cookies. Yes. Because they're tracking your Internet usage. They're they're tracking what sites you're going to so yep. they can predict what advertising to sell you. Now, take an Internet cookie and apply it to the Oracle's cookie. She's giving Neo cookies to track his activity in the matrix so that she knows what to say to him. She knows how to guide him cuz she knows where he's been and where he wants to go.
3: Interesting. Yeah,
0: I uh in the last one, in the last Matrix movie, um uh Smith, Agent Smith when he when he was talking to her, he mentioned something about the cookies. Huh?
1: so it's more of a computer metaphor
3: for reality. I
1: believe some people will argue against it. I believe that there are you know many matrix references in the films and that that's one of the computer references because they they do make a lot.
3: yeah, okay well, That makes sense. Well, obviously uh,
0: there's a funny cartoon on YouTube by by Channel How it should have ended. The Matrix Hero swap with Forrest Gump. oh God. <laughs> Is here cartoon, <laughs> <laughs> Poor cup? That's a, that's a. Oh, Harry Carla uh, cookies, cookies on the web because the word cookies is cookies, you yes. always mentioned. Web
1: cookies, yeah. Uh, uh, Smith, Smith's. Uh, okay, Smith. When Smith takes over Sati in the Matrix Revolutions before he possesses the Oracle, the version of him that took over Sati when she asks, um the Oracle said, "What did you do with Sati?" That Smith that took over Sati's body says cookies need love like everything does. Oh shit! I didn't catch that. Wow. That's what I'm saying. They pack. They pack so much into, and that's the crazy part. It's been like 20 years, and you can just keep finding stuff. Like they packed so much into these three movies. It's insane. Wow.
2: I, I still have a question. I'm happy you're here because I gotta ask the question. I'm sure people have asked you before about the train guy. You know, the what's his proper name? The train guy, the, the train, guy. Man, train man, train man. OK, so what's the rumor that the train man at one time before he was the train man uh, was actually the the architect? And be, and they say, well, wh- why would you associate? Uh, and this is what got me. Why would you associate? Because I'm debunking. Why would you associate the train man, which has a small role, with the architect, which has all this power? They said because the train man was the only one to throw uh, Neo around like a rag doll without even hesitating, magically, or with his gifts. He can. Well, he said anything. he was
0: God, and that like, realm,
2: he was God. Like he could he do anything. It. Had all complete control. He was looked mad, but he's not actually mad. He just. He was at one time the architect that became the
1: train man. What, what is your, what your you take on that? Well, Gypsy Road what? actually, he actually said it. He was the creator or the God of that space. Okay. I actually did a like really detailed video about the train man specifically, because this okay. is one of those things that they don't really get into, but we, we learn more about him in the matrix online. Right. But to answer your question more specifically, that space that Gypsy Road's talking about where the train man says that he's God.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's a construct. You know how like when they're in the training program and they show the lady in red, the red dress? Yes. Right. Mouse created her, right? He created that whole thing. But, right. The last time we talked, we talked about how the Wachowskis hired all these twins and triplets for, for extras for that scene to like show yeah. that the, the coder was taking shortcuts. And that's why there's so many of the same people in there. But that space isn't inside the Matrix. That space is just a training program on their hovercraft. Okay. So the train man built a space that exists in between the real world and the matrix.
2: Yeah. So, okay. So like in a computer world, we, if anybody knows about computers, it's called the back door.
1: It creates right. a, a back door to the matrix itself. Back that's the back door reference. Okay. And that's how program, excuse me. That's how, the way I like to word it is in the real world, you have hardware, like the Sentinels, Sentinels, those are hardware. Okay, so in order for a sentinel program from the real world to get inside the matrix, the only way they can get in is through that space that the train man created. Okay,
2: so if you guys out there don't understand about coding, when you you know, when you're when you're building a computer, you're starting from code. It's just line one, line two, line three. Within that code, you could actually put in extra, extra stuff. You could write in extra stuff that's only going to show up. If you're looking for what's it, called within code, it's a, it was a virus. No, a coder can put anything he wants in there and including a back door, which is an alternate universe to get into that computer. If once his job is done, you're fired. Thank you for building this monster master uh, whopper computer. Get out of here. Well, homie can go home from his toilet and with his cell phone and go into the back door because he's already put in a back key. To like a back door, and he can get into that Whopper computer while sitting on the toilet. I mean, that's how so the same thing you're talking about with the train man. It was like he was a he'd actually created his own because he was the architect, probably at one time, he created his own code for a back door, his own universe. I got it.
1: Well, now here's the thing though, because um, yeah. you originally asked me, Are they the same? No, they're yeah. not the same because the architect says, I built the matrix, the train man built. The construct. He built the train station. He built Mobile Ave and he works for the mayor of Now, yes, at some point, the train man was building for the system, but he's in exile now. Everybody who works for the mayor of is in exile. So at that point, you know, he's separate from the system. He's just building his own stuff, right? Um, But Carla asked another great question, talking because mobile, you know, when they say Mobile Ave, they spell it M O B I L. So that's an anagram for limbo. And that's a reference to like she's talking about you know the link between worlds i mean we know limbo as you know this place between like heaven and hell right and that's the thing at that point um the oracle says hey you you were supposed to have died that should have killed you and it didn't yeah. he ended up in limbo so he didn't return to the source he didn't return to the matrix he landed at mobile ad which is the limbo between those two worlds
2: see but there's an argument that people have that's why i was joking with you about it because they say because as you know the matrix kept, get, it kept getting shut down numerous times. So they had, a, they, had the, they had the first one, it too, everybody was too perfect. There was nothing wrong and it shut down, it didn't work. I guess they had multiple different matrices, they all shut down. And so the argument, I'm not saying it is, I'm saying somebody sent it to me. The argument was that in one of those universes, the train man was in fact, the actual original architect that had his whole system universe crush and crash so he's no longer relevant to the man, the monster, the master machine, the, the the universe itself. Got rid of that architect, and then the and like you've talked about before in the show, hires all the the leftovers, all the kickouts, all the <laughs> all the fuck-ups, all the ones that the master whopper gets rid of. And so it, again, I, you yours is most likely right. But the argument was, was he in fact one of the original architects for one of the other universes? And then he was just kicked out, and then the Merovingian gave him a job,
1: or he still well, and that's it. the thing. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why I created my channel because, like, there's all kinds of theories out there. And oh, yeah. the, the Wachowski set it up so that you, you know, it's a choose your own adventure. Like,
3: yeah, there are yeah, things that they yeah.
1: specifically don't answer so that you can, you know, kind of go your own way with things. Um, but f- for this particular situation right my thing is I always go to the dialogue right and if you're gonna say that the train man built one of those versions then that would contradict what the architect said architect said I built that first version of the matrix it crashed I built the second version the nightmare version that crashed then I brought the Oracle in and now we have the cycle that you see now. Okay. Okay so the you know the version the version of the matrix that we see in the films in the first film and beyond with Neo Neo is the sixth version But he's the sixth version within the third version. So the way I like to look at it, I say the Heaven version was Beta 1 and then the Nightmare version was Beta 2. And then, you know, they launched with the first one who we never see. That's what we were talking about before. They never showed us who the first one is. We see Neo. We're up to version six.
2: Yeah. Can you tell people about the concept of the first universe, the first Matrix, so everyone understands why it crashed?
1: Right. So, yeah, you brought that up. I mean, like, I like to call it, I mean, I just said it's like the heaven version, but I actually really like to more refer to it as like the Eden version, like this garden of Eden, right? This, this so-called perfect place, this paradise, this place where there's no war, no pain. And, you know, basically what the architect said was like, he said it was perfect. It was flawless, but that, you know, maybe there was something wrong with the human mind that it just wouldn't accept it. But either way it crashed. Now they don't tell us specifically why it crashed. I do have a, a theory about that. I haven't I haven't done the video about that yet, but um I do have a, a an idea. Excuse me. I want to hear it. Of what could have caused that crash? But the the point being in that first version, the agents were actually displayed as angels, and that's where Seraph came from. He was one of those eight a- agent angels. Um there's a reference somewhere uh where somebody says something about him losing his wings. Um, you know and at that point he's you know the protector of the oracle as we see him but in the first version of the matrix he was technically working for the system and like i said the agents appeared as angels in that version
2: oh oh interesting okay
1: wow <laughs> wow and then what was this do you know what the second universe was what was the second so the second version is the nightmare version and so The architect says that you know because the paradise version didn't work out he tried to go to the opposite end of the spectrum and you know the way he worded it was you know adding certain grotesqueries and um the way i kind of always looked at that is i kind of looked at that as like this metaphor for the middle ages or the dark ages because you know that's like where this merovingian reference comes from right um kind of time of like darkness and like witches and chaos and and, in 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 europe right okay Um,
2: the dark, you age, you know the dark I mean? age. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's how I kind of make th- that uh, version of the Matrix always look to me. Is yeah. this reference to that? You know, this time of just pure violence, and you know that version crashed too. Again, they never—they're never real specific about what caused the crash, but you know, basically, what he says is, at some point, or rather, the Oracle found the solution in the sense that if people aren't given a choice, the system oh. will crash. No matter whether it's nice or not nice, if people in the, their subconscious feel like they're prisoners, the system eventually is going to crash.
2: I got you. Well, it's like the Middle Ages. They actually burned witches. I mean, they were burning right, right. women. They were just burning wi- randomly because they had uh, wi- they had the, po- the power. Uh, it would be like uh, uh, burning all the, the, the guys, it, Neo, uh, Morpheus. They would be considered the witches at the time because they were awake within the Matrix. And they were burning them at the stake. So that's that second wave that crashed. How many,
1: how many, you said it was six? So what would be the third? So, 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 right. so, so, right. So like I said, I I look at it as the heaven version or the Eden version is beta one. And then the nightmare version is beta two. And then you start counting from the launch. So the version of the matrix we see would be launch, but the first Neo is 1.0 and then two, three, four. And by the time we see Keanu Reeves, we're up to six wow
0: okay so
1: that that would give you eight total
2: right (laughs) attempts at a real world you know and 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 i wonder to flip this coin around back in zion because you would also have an equal activity or life in zion which is out of people pulled out of the matrix what would what is their life like? So if you have say Man. say one so you're in heaven So we got the first tier you got the first one like point one What would and the opposite of that is Zion? So there's the actual humans out of the matrix
1: What is their life like there? Well, That's the thing hold on Zion doesn't start until the matrix launched so in the first Version of the matrix and the nightmare version of the matrix now we go to that Smith speech when he has Neil I mean when he has Morpheus captor in the first film, when he has, you know, Morpheus is chained to the chair, right? Yeah. And he's, you know, saying human beings are a virus. Uh Smith says, uh, you know, we had this earlier version of the Matrix and whole crops were lost. So there wasn't a Zion yet. When those crashed, those people just died.
2: Oh, oh, literally just dead. Okay. Yeah,
1: like, this don't work. Boom, it's off. Offline. Yeah,
2: they got sucked out of the big tube and they're yeah, you know, yeah they had to
1: flush everybody.
0: <laughs> they flushed everybody out like a turd. Right, yeah. So, food
1: food for the next cycle. All right.
0: Okay. So you can literally do different kind of prequels if somebody wants. I mean, we don't really want that's prequels. So great about this
1: universe though. There's so many different so areas you can play in. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and that's what heard. I loved
1: about the Animatrix series is they just kind of let the, you know, animators world build, they gave them the Matrix universe and said, okay, guys, go on your own and do what you want. And it just came out great. In fact, like there are times where like, I, I think that the Animatrix might be my favorite out of all of them.
2: Wow. I mean, they could do a show on just the first version, the, the, the first, ma- the actual, the paradise version. They could have do, they could do one on Matrix, the second living he- or life version. You oh, know, yeah.
1: Oh, if you want, if you want, you can go to the uh, community tab on my channel. Actually, I posted a picture, not the last post, but the post like a week ago is a picture of one of the angels from the earlier. Wow. Yeah.
2: So what was Neo like if he was alive in the first
3: version?
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what, what Neo was like in the first or second version of himself. Would,
1: right so once we're at launch that's what i'm saying that the wachowski said they want to explore it i really want to see some version of that story i i because oh. i don't believe that like i know one of the popular theories is that neo is like reincarnated and he always looks like keanu reeves and it's always thomas anderson And i don't think that's how it plays out and that's why i would really love to see them expand on that and just show us i mean it doesn't even have to be the first one it could be the third one or the fourth one i just want to see a
0: story of another one somebody wrote what about the theory that agent smith was the one what a good question (laughs) that's a beautiful i never heard that theory is is that is that a real one i mean it's a theory uh
1: it's uh, actually it's funny because that's like one of the first videos i made was to address that that and the matrix inside of matrix theory were like two of the really big motivating factors to start my channel because like for me i wanted to set the record straight it's like don't get me wrong I always encourage people to come up with their own theories, have fun, choose your own adventure, watch the movies, see where your imagination takes you. That's great. All that's great, but when you look at the dialogue and when you work with everything that's there, you know the, the 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 film theorists and and you know the the pages that really made those two theories possible, they do a lot of cherry picking to make those arguments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they're just leaving out just because it's convenient. Why oh,
0: not? <laughs> me ask this um, me, now for me. The, I'm just trying for to. This, get- Wait, go ahead. No, I'm just trying to get through my paint. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to make a
3: theory on this, man. Oh, go ahead. Yes, in but in history 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 now, now
0: technically, I can see where he is the one and Neil's the one because didn't they say in the last one that to you got to have a positive and you got to have a negative. Right. You can't mm-hmm. have one without the other. So if Neil's the positive right. and uh, Agent uh, Smith is the negative, then technically they're both ones. Technically it's in, it's in quantum
2: physics. You have a positive and you have a negative. You have a positive and you have a negative. Go ahead.
1: No. And, and and I think that's a great observation that balance is a major aesthetic throughout the entire series. I mean, at one point the Oracle is wearing yin yang earrings. Like the symbolism is there now to that point. I will I I am willing to accept that Neo is 0.5 of the one and Smith is 0.5 of the one like she said the oracle says they are half of the same whole okay they are they are connected but what I don't like is when people say Smith is the one all by himself to no. me that doesn't work and the, the reason why that doesn't work is cuz is because Smith is not special until Neo infects him it's only after Neo jumps into him that Smith then changes you see what i mean yes at the end of the first film that's when Smith becomes the Smith virus is after Neo puts some of the anomaly code onto him and that makes Smith special and then Smith gets another upgrade when he gets the Oracle's eyes right but but the Smith agent who was in previous versions of the Matrix he didn't crash the Matrix until he met Neo you see what I mean like if he's the one then he's the one the whole time why wasn't he crashing the system before he met Keanu Reeves yeah Um, Another big point, like I said, where the cherry picking comes in is like, okay, we talk about what the Oracle says here and we talk about what Morpheus says there. Well, one thing the Oracle said is that the path of the one ends at the machine mainframe. Okay, well, Neo goes to the machine mainframe and reloaded when he meets the architect. He goes to the machine mainframe in the real world when he meets with Deus uh, Ex Machina. Smith never once goes to the machine mainframe in any film. Never does. So, to me, it's like, like I said, if, if you want to ignore certain things, then you can say Smith is the one. But if you, yeah. if you the dialogue, it's a contradiction. If you say that he's the one all by himself,
2: well, uh, um, uh, Neo kind of feels a he feel uh, we we'll call it a god the god concept. He feels a god. He feels he feels the mainframe. He feels the the computer. He feels it the the whopper we call it whatever. As in as in Smith rejects it. He hates. Mm-hmm. He hates it's the complete 100% opposite 180. I mean, completely hates the mainframe, hates the Whopper, hates the people in the Whopper. He reminds me, and we go back, and Eric and I keep arguing with everybody about the Thanos, the Thanos philosophy, where Thanos kills half the people so the people could survive. Just kills them, you know, and no, hatred. No, he just has to do it.
1: It's just, right. And that's the other thing, you know. Thanos, when you bring up the Thanos thing, you know, it, you know, in the comic books, he wanted to impress, you know, his girl, right? But either way, this was an idea that he, you know, came up with with Smith and his destruction, you know, in the first Matrix film before he's infected by the anomaly code, before Neo jumps into him. In the first Matrix film, he tells Morpheus, I just want out. I just want to do my job so I can get out of here, dude. Like I work for the system, I want to kill you, kill everybody in Zion, and go home. Yeah. Okay. Then also, after- it's only after Neo goes inside of him that he wants to destroy everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so,
2: what's inside of Neo's mind? And- right. That's like men. <laughs> In- <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: men, all right.
2: Yeah. The masculine and the sacred. Here we go again with modern life and the, the Zen philosophy. The sacred feminine, which is, you know, Neo would be the feminine, and then sacred masculine, which would have been Smith. Wow!
0: So, there was a um, there was like a Tron kind of moment watching this because you know Tron is you know the the character gets zapped into the computer itself. Yeah, the character, and in the last uh in the last movie, the, the Matrix, Smith was able to. I don't know how. Maybe he explained it better than me that he was able to. To come out through that one guy like, bane, yeah. in the real world
1: now it's funny you bring that up because this is something that i think uh a, a lot of folks missed so the is- reason why the bane thing is necessary the reason why we see smith infect someone in the real world now, now okay correction excuse me he, he infected bane in the matrix but by doing that, he exited the matrix into Bane as Smith. So, you guys follow like paranormal stuff. I mean, this is basically yeah. the exorcist. This is a demon possession. Yes. Okay. Bane in the real world was possessed by the Smith virus. The reason why we are shown this is because it shows us that a program can live in a human host in the real world.
0: Because yeah. a human is basically made up of energy.
1: But to to the point we were talking about before that balance we were shown Smith able to do this because Neo is hybrid. Yeah. So you, you know uh if Smith can do it Neo can do it. If Neo can do it Smith can do it. So and I, I always felt like you know the the whole copying copying himself was a perversion of how the agents take over people's bodies, right? Yeah. So that's why Neo doesn't try to copy himself because he wasn't an agent of the system. So he doesn't see it that way. He's just a hybrid on you know, Thomas Anderson's body in the real world. He's just on that one human host and he doesn't feel the desire to spread like a virus the way Smith does. Cause he's jumped from person to person to person to person to person. But yeah. we're showing Smith go from a person in the matrix to a person in the real world to say that in this matrix universe, it can exist that a program takes over a human person. I mean, in, in, with the case of Neil, this is the immaculate conception, right? Yeah. He's, always been, he's always been Thomas Anderson. You know, he yeah. wasn't planted on the Thomas Anderson, but, you know, when, when you really break down that architect speech, like I said, there's just so much packed in it,
3: you oh, know, yeah, he's he's a, a, let me, let me demigod. go. Demigod me real quick.
2: You know, demigod, he's, he have right. in, in you have demigods in, in the know, human experience human word. Yes. Yeah. Same exact thing. Demigods. And then it's kind of funny that uh, when Smith comes into human form, much later, uh, Neo actually goes into, I, I just call it the Whopper. He goes into the computer. Swat. <laughs> Smith became human, and eventually Neo became into the Whopper computer system that we would call yeah. the universe.
0: Well that's ask this. What if uh, somebody wrote, what if Neo is a computer program too, in my opinion? Have you Ooh. ever heard of that one?
1: And what I'm saying is why can't he be both? Why can't he be a computer program and human at the same time? That's what we're being shown.
2: I think that's what it. I think that's where the concept of demigod is. Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. It's not yeah. just God. It's not just a man. It's God in man's form, which goes back to religion, which right. goes back to what we have
2: now again, in in in, in uh, the Christian community, Muslim, uh, any religion you would have, or even Buddha himself was.
1: And you can I even take that back to Greek mythology and
2: mythology. Yeah, all of them. All of them. You have the demigod. It's the demigod concept. It's you're half in, half out. Half in, half out. Neil was demigod. Half in, half out.
0: Yeah. What about uh, programs having feelings? Because remember when Neil was in that limbo land, limbo world, talking to that man and his wife and kid? You know, he was trying to explain
3: to him
1: Ramakandra and Sati. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. About why can't we? enjoy why can't programs enjoy another program you know we connect like almost like a human
1: and to your point that's that was why that conversation is necessary and that's why they have that conversation in revolutions because it tells us in this matrix universe programs can have feelings we can we can support this this is happening he's talking about love and creating life and all that
2: well yeah the gal wanted a kiss from neo remember <laughs> right yeah a kiss I want you to kiss me like you
0: kiss her
2: and he's like giving her a sloppy old fucking uh you know <laughs> I right. I her
0: her a fast kiss, fast kiss. I, I I remember that I watching it and then she <laughs> wanted the real deal she wanted the real kiss she wanted the kiss with the motion behind
2: it, like the way he kisses homegirl so she was like give it to me because She's obviously attractive in the program. All everybody desires are in the program, but she don't feel nothing for it. She's like, it's not real. Nope, nothing is real. These people aren't real. They're not giving me an emotional, what I need, no, no nothing. But when Neo was there, because he's half in, half out, he's a demigod. Give me that kiss, she says. I want that human living one. <laughs> and then he gives it to her, and she's like,
1: oh, okay, you are alive. You are the one. You know, I love it when she first makes the request, and Trinity's like, Excuse me? Excuse
3: me? <laughs> <laughs> kiss, kiss. Yeah. She's
2: like, Excuse me? You know, kissing him. I'm waiting for a frying pan to hit him in the head. <laughs> but a man's got to do what a man's got to do. So he had to go ahead and layer a big old smooch.
3: Yeah.
1: A couple of things, too, um, since you mentioned Persephone in the Enter the Matrix video game. There's some cutscenes, and uh, she actually propositioned both Ghost and Niobe, played by Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, the same thing in the game. So uh, you get to see, uh, you know, uh, Monica Bellucci and Jada Pinkett make out, which is awesome. Wow. Well, you know,
2: I mean, <laughs> you know in, in the balance of the world, she's both, you know, she's she's not she is a program, you know. So, I mean, she might present as a female, but she can roll every direction.
0: I wanted to uh, ask Neil Matrix about the two programs in the second movie. uh, I don't know if this was just to add special effects to make like the next level, a Smith killer, whatever. When the two lookalikes, the gray, the gray color people, whatever, I forgot their names. The twins, ghost twins. twins. And when they can like, you know, they can go into that ghosty form where things go through them and back is that uh was that a major supposed to be a meaning or do you think maybe that's just some special effects they wanted to add because why can they do that and the smith agents wouldn't that be an awesome power for them to have
1: well i think you're on the right track i believe that uh again with the engine, we're talking about that whole Dark Ages reference. I believe that this goes back to the oracle saying, you know, anything, any exile you've seen, like in, you know, um, Neo says, well, I don't know what you're talking about. What are exile programs? He's like, Oh, you've heard of them all the time. Anytime you heard a story of a vampire or a werewolf or a ghost, that's a, an exile program. Right? So I believe, you know, there's, um, a theory that the ghost twins were agents in that nightmare version of the matrix. You know that nightmare version is where we're going to have all these werewolves and and vampires as part of the system. Once they then become no longer required in the system, that's when they go under the Mayor of Vengeance' wing. So, whatever perversion or hack that they have to become ghosts, while the system might have it, it might have been programmed into them. It might have been a hack that they learned on their own. But once they, you know, go under the wing of the Mayor of Vengeance, they take orders from him and they're just his henchmen um we're we're not really told whether the agents of the second version of the system were able to do that but you know like you said with the agents that we do see we see the agents taking over people's bodies so it's possible that the whole ghost trick was just something that they had as agents of the system in the nightmare version to protect them and you know be able to carry out whatever they had to do it as agents
0: here's an interesting uh somebody wrote maybe the matrix wasn't created by a computer but the humans because they wrecked the environment Humans could live on that way. That's, I guess That actually would
2: make sense. You know, I, I think that is the concept. Humans made the, well, they made the AI and then the AI decided that humans are the fucking virus. <laughs> you know, I mean, because an AI that's created within one generation, it doesn't mean that the next generation is going to be able to, or to, uh, smart, you know, just because you have one smart group at one time period... As 100 or two, 300 years or 1,000 years go by, the original creators of that AI system are gone. They're dead. So you have their great, 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 great grandkids, and they could be all retards. So at some point, the AI is going to say, well, my original creators are gone, and what's left over is a generation of retards that's killing the environment. So I need to, you know, <laughs> waste
0: them. Well, long reach one wrote, I think the matrix was created to solve a problem and help humans make decisions virtually before they do in real life. Well, yeah,
2: again, yeah, you know, you could create they could have created an AI and one at one time and then a, a million years, 3 million years in the a billion years in the future and that AI is still strong and running that generation that created that AI is gone.
0: Now, am I missing something? Uh, and we never see the real humans in the movie. The characters are assimilation. What does the people that fought in the war? They were real, right?
1: Yeah. So this this goes back to that Matrix inside a Matrix theory. That, like I said, there's the Smith is the one, and then there's the Matrix inside a Matrix. So the, the 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 theory goes when we see Zion, that that's actually like another layer of the Matrix, right? Yeah. Um. Now the problem with that is that when, you know, you go to like the DVD extras or listen to all the Wachowski interviews, they are very specific about they use the green tint to show scenes that are inside the matrix and they use the blue tint to show scenes that take place in the real world, okay? So metaphorically, yes, the real world is another layer of deception. In that way, there is a second layer to the matrix in the sense that the Oracle's prophecy is a lie, right? She's yeah. saying that the one is gonna save you guys, but really he's just to keep your you know, whole group in check. So we can come destroy you every hundred years and you don't destroy us. That is the second layer of the matrix, the deception of the prophecy of the one. But when we see Zion in the films, that's supposed to be the real world. That's not actually supposed to be more code because the problem with that is if you go that route, then what you're saying is everything we see in the movie is a layer of the matrix. Okay, well, if that's the case, then Smith is not a threat. He's not a threat to the real world because the real world we see is just another layer of programming. That's right. If that was the case, they wouldn't have to destroy Zion. They could just keystroke the whole thing away. They could just send yeah. a black cat and change everything yeah. in a code.
0: Right, here's a question somebody had from the chat. Nuclear fusion. Wasn't there a reference in the movie or even cows are better than using humans as batteries? Yeah, was there a reference in the movie about nuclear fusion? <laughs>
1: He's, so the Morpheus quote is that he says a form of fusion he does not specifically say nuclear fusion, but I mean this goes this this is really more about I did a video called solving the battery battery problem that goes into like depth scientifically right you know this is really about the law of thermodynamics and um entropy and basically saying you can't get out more than you put in right correct correct right, and that's a real thing in physics. I'm not gonna say that you know. They reverse entropy, But that's my point. Nowhere in the film did they ever claim that entropy is being reversed. We don't know how much power is theoretically generated by, you know, this machine intelligence. Um, now the 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 underlying thing behind all this, really, I think the real problem here is that the Wachowskis originally wanted the matrix to be something where the human beings were used for their brains, for their processing power so that the machines had more you know you know like they had the more
2: like the blockchain for uh, yes
1: perfect yes That's it's a perfect analogy absolutely that was yeah. the idea but warner or the studio pushed back and said hey guys that is like complicated as hell i mean we're talking about blockchain now 20 years later yeah you know? so yeah exactly in 1999 the studio was like guys that's just too much that's too much nerd talk we can't do this um wow. that's when they kind of forced the battery thing and said okay it's just they're you know reduce a human being to this right he shows you the battery um the other side of that is when morpheus is saying this you got to remember the prophecy of the one is a deception so it's completely possible that morpheus doesn't know what the hell he's talking about because everything that he knows came from the or- oracle and the oracle is part of the system yep. yeah so yeah. there could be like whole underground nuclear power plants and they don't even know yeah, and again, it goes back to they're just saying, we could use the concept
2: of blockchain. They're just saying it you're a battery. What if, again, like we joked about, originally the, the, the brothers wanted to make, it's your mind. So these people are in, right. they're thinking, they're storing information that's being put out there within the living universe. It's a blockchain. Way before the concept right. even started, it was like when the f- computers first came out, people forget that it was all dial up. And every the, the matrix, the, the world the computer world, the web was just computer to computer. That was the web. That's what a fax machine is. Yeah, it was just computer to computer, computer by a phone fucking line. There wasn't the web was built, it was it was the original blockchain. And so now everything's going in that direction. Everything is going in that direction at the moment. It's being shoved in our face by the fucking Matrix. And it goes back to the argument about, you said about the battery concept. That's cool. you brought, I didn't know <laughs> there was even a blockchain concept and so you brought it out that's fucking cool
1: (laughs) and that's the thing that's one of those rumors where i will admit you know i've been pretty good at tracking like the history of stuff and like where it leaked or where it came from that's one where i never actually found the origin of who leaked that story from you know the wachowski camp or the the studio side or whatever but there is evidence in other areas like um the matrix comics and so on and so forth to support that idea that that's the way they really wanted to design wow. you know the usage of the matrix so I, and i've always bought that uh, the the other kind of piece of evidence um when switch calls Neil, when you know when Neil gets in the car and they're like we think you're bugged or whatever right yeah switch calls Neil a copper top huh okay? that's huh. a reference to door right she's calling him a battery that's like you know uh what's called hovercraft slang right yes so you know she's calling him a blue pill call him a copper top saying he's a battery now the reason why this is important is because you've got that whole um thing about where the wachowskis you know they've transitioned right and they you know had more trans themes in the original version Than what we saw in the final version, and one of those is that the character switch was supposed to play be played by a a woman inside the matrix, but a man outside the matrix. Okay, see what I'm saying? And the studio was like, "Oh yeah, we can't do that, right?" Because it's 1999, and it wasn't as you know accepted as it is now. You know what I mean? Like they were like corporate was pushing back. So that's my point. By having oh switch boy. call Neil a copper top, it's like a double entendre whammy where they're saying these are the battles, these are the few battles we lost. We lost the trans thing with the character switch and we lost the ba- and we lost the battery argument.
2: We don't know if she was actually a woman now. I mean, it never showed any of the, the hoogly hoogly parts. She was always covered up. She had a feminine face and right. a feminine attitude, but we don't know if she was actually a male. You, the, well that was
1: that, that ended up being the compromise right that's saying like the actress uh, uh i can't remember her name off the top of my head but the actress is a female actress but like you said in you know in her matrix outfit you know she's got like the you know androgynous look to her so that that's the way they like settled it yeah instead yeah. of having it be like completely feminine in the matrix and com- a complete man in the real world yeah that was she
0: the original one, yeah, yeah lost with the chat. I'm seeing a lot of Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus <laughs> AI doesn't give presents. Santa Claus is not in North Pole. Santa Claus is in Lepland or, or <laughs> 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 how did Matrix go to <laughs>
2: Well it gets pretty deep. Uh his, we're pretty fucking deep. Now we're talking about I, I, I can I can, <laughs> I can conclude that uh, switch was the, even the name Switch. I mean think about the name Right, dude, it's all there. Yeah. I mean, she but a bit of he uh the whole time. Just it's just a, a feminine male. And they do
1: it exists. And there's there's a matrix comic, uh, I believe it's titled Burning Hope, where the spoiler alert, the person they're looking for like inside the matrix they're like this huge you know buff jacked, like pyromaniac setting fires and in the real world it's a little girl
0: <laughs> I a, question, um, a question from the chat uh beto venom wrote did the architect and oracle conspire at the end
1: um i would i would say they were conspiring the entire time i would say at the end is when it's you know no longer a conspiracy you okay know, this is when the agreement is out in the open
2: yeah i could i could agree yeah it, it, that's the question you asked the entire time and then they are sitting on the park bench together going this just she just okay and they're just talking away like oh yeah yeah we've done this many 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 times here it's i felt like here we go again that's what i got out of the whole thing here we go yeah, again. And-
1: And the dangerous game, you know, he says you played a very dangerous game. I mean, the dangerous game was giving Smith leverage. okay? because giving Smith leverage allowed Neo to negotiate without Smith having the ability to actually destroy the Matrix. Then Neo has nothing to negotiate with,
2: which goes back to the concept of people talking about the bad guys behind the curtain here in in current reality. The bad guys behind the curtain, the elite, they might be there as Agent Smith to get you woken up. You can't bitch about 9/11 unless 9/11 happened. You can't connect with these other people unless these bad things happened. Right. Um, it's it's part of the, the living matrix universe. You got to have the George Bush cartel before you can become a member of this group to to fight against the system. But what do you? You got to have both. It, it, you can't have one without the other. Again, with that perfect concept universe at the beginning, the the first matrix, everything was perfect. Nobody was bad. Everybody was good and it failed, (laughs) right? (laughs) It failed. So now we got to create the bad guy and now we got to have the good guy and it gives them something to do. Mm -hmm. It keeps the balance. Distraction, yeah.
0: What do we think that, what's your idea, Neo Matrix, what's your idea, what, you might see in the fourth or what are you what are you guessing? Because I know You oh, going so, so, to come out but but in your opinion What do you think they're planning to do? Because it's not a hundred years in the future, right? The next hundred years No,
1: yeah. so I, yeah, you know, I've done a lot of digging um, <laughs> Yeah, and spoiler alert not that I know because like I said they've been doing a great job of keeping things under wraps I mean, no one's allowed to talk very very few leaks but with the little stuff i have seen from the shots in san francisco and piecing together little clues and interviews and little slip-ups here and there here we go um, the writer david mitchell well first of all keanu Reeves himself said that it's not time travel right we're not going back we're not young neo right okay so keanu Reeves confirmed that then uh the one of the writers david mitchell he said it is 20 years later Okay. So we have that piece of information. Um he also acknowledged that there aren't as many payphones as they used to be. So, you know, we don't know how they're going to work that reality into The Matrix 4, but we do know that the writer is saying, you know, it's not going to be we're not just going to pretend like it's 1999 basically. You know, they they they're, they're, they're going to modernize the Matrix to some degree. We know that that's going to happen. Um from the shots that I've seen from San Francisco, it looks to me like, uh, you know, we're going to have a thing where Neo is in the matrix, but probably doesn't remember what happened. You know, he's probably Thomas Anderson, but unaware that he's the one, if I had to guess. Um, I don't know if the same is going to be said for Carrie Ann Moss, but we did see that her blue pill name is Tiffany.
3: <laughs> I love that. So that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good. That's uh, great. <laughs>
1: Uh what else do we have? Um oh right. We also know that the um the ship, the plaque from the ship, like the Nebuchadnezzar. Uh we saw the Nebuchadnezzar get destroyed in the Matrix, but um the ship in the Matrix Four is the Nemo I if if I think I'm saying that right, but it you know it means memory. Um okay. so there was that
2: clue. Names. People pay attention to the names names are relevant. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. They always layer that stuff up. Uh
0: Matrix Four sounds like Johnny Mnemonic.
1: Oh, uh, I love the Johnny Mnemonic reference. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Keanu was great for the role of Neo. I think it um, was
0: pre-roll
2: for Neo, correct? Good good one on the Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and it's right
1: 2021. The, the internet in Johnny Mnemonic is 2021. So we are living Johnny Mnemonic right now. That is brilliant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, it worked, nobody has landline phones. About, yeah. Well, it worked, You just can't get out. We <laughs> can have Bernie's. i love (laughs) i I want a flying car
1: yeah
2: there you go but here's another concept for you uh neil matrix um this is kind of i mean this is a a fun this is the fun one this is an alternate universe fun idea just to play with just gonna get your opinion on it just for the fun of it now you've got the idea from back in the 70s of of doctor who doctor who right doctor Mm -hmm. who was in a phone booth Okay, he's in a phone booth. It's a big blue box phone booth that he—that's how he comes in and out of dimensions and realities. The concept of the phone booth. Do you think that it has any correlation of of how Neo and and his and his and his posse um, them coming in and out of phone booths? You know, I mean,
0: out of all the things that they come out of phone booths or oh. phone. Phone Secondly, Keanu Reeves was in phone booths in Bill and Ted. <laughs> were,
2: okay, yes. Oh, let's add it. Let's add that to the list. Uh, Keanu Reeves was in a phone booth. Now that phone box booth, the old hardline phone. Um, do, you, do you do you think these? Both these films, we'll add that one to the mix. Has any any concept or any anything to do or has it has it inspired the idea of the matrix idea of the not just cell phones, we're talking phone booths. Is, is there any kind of weird correlation? Well, yeah,
1: specifically to phone booths. I mean, you know, the, the Wachowskis have been very open, open about pulling from so many different influences to come up with the different things that we see in the film. So it would not surprise me at all if you know the phone booth reference in The Matrix films was a nod to Doctor who at all I'd say probably more so Doctor. Who than the Bill and Ted films okay. but Keanu Reeves is in the Bill and Ted films like it's not like <laughs> there's not a direct link you know what I mean um, he was going
2: through time in a phone booth uh again dr who going he was a time lord a time lord who goes in and and fixes the problem within that dimension. Doesn't really
1: do anything, but just
2: show. Superman used
0: the phone booth to change. Superman, you yes, thank you. And,
1: very much. and, you know, at the end of the first film, he flies out of the phone booth, you know, and then in, in the Matrix Reloaded, Link the Operator says he's doing his Superman thing. Right? So yes. A definite reference. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's the thing. They just they smack and layer this thing with so many different references. It's just Chock full of stuff, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy.
2: I'm in. The, I was in England. Well, I'm back for a little bit. Uh, England, the the old fashioned written off subject, old fashioned red metal, solid red metal, metal or metal phone booths were still in places they're amazing to look at and for some reason now presently with this whole whatever pandemic and they're for some reason getting rid of the phone booths they have made a campaign for some reason to get rid of these old phone booths and i go i mean this is off the subject i get it i was asking why and i actually did some research find out why are they getting rid of the old? there is a beautiful icon they're beautiful in england everyone loves them even tourists but they're making because there, there are people shooting drugs inside of them I'm like oh really is this
3: why it's not I'm-
1: just that though i mean you know if you want to go into the agenda side of things you know when everyone has a cell phone everyone can be tracked that's you right yeah everybody is so i mean that's yeah. a, i think that's a big part of it um, yeah but they, exactly yeah. they said a lot of the shady under the under the the, the shady work is all being done right, on the, the underworld, world. right yeah you know <laughs> you know um cartel cartel people using phones for you know deals and whatnot but um what i was gonna say is about the the uh the you, you asked about the phone booth though and that's the thing like i said david mitchell is aware that there's not as many phone booths in the world but the main thing in terms of exiting is that it has to be a hard line so they can still use a hard line i mean we saw this in the original matrix right when they um, when cypher betrays them you know they're trying to get to a phone in the building they're not trying to get yeah. to a phone specifically so they can still you know exit the matrix through a phone line in a place of business or something like that
2: yeah yeah there's a big conspiracy going on with the phone booths i i'm not even joking when i was in england i was like there is people protesting i'm not joking like putting up signs do not get rid of our phone booths do not get rid of our phone booths and for some reason even though they're beautiful and all the tourists love them, there's no reason to get rid of them, and they're in public well, places. Get rid of the phone booths.
0: If you're the telephone company, yeah, you still okay. gotta you still gotta repair them, put wires in them, and if they're not uh, coming back with a return, uh, any kind of money on a profit on them, you're by keeping them there, you're kind of forcing the telephone company to eat the cost because less people are using those kind of phones more than ever. So. If you're a telephone company, why would you want to keep investing money? Even though they look nice. Well, but- yeah. They they
2: need to keep that. well, here's the argument. Now you're good, you're correct, Eric. You're correct. But here's the argument that the people in England where I'm at, certain in certain places, they're all arguing about is that there is uh, not everyone can afford a cell phone. And if you're uh being followed by a, a woman or a man or whatever, being followed by a bunch of freaking weirdos, yeah, stalker they can stalker they can go into a phone booth and hit the 911 button or they can go in and hey uh, get a cop fast they can get safety even though so, those phone booths are solid metal they close them they can fucking put their body against them they can't get in there they're protectors so a lot of uh, a lot of actually parents so they, we want our kids to be able to have access to those those safety boxes they would call them um, to get inside there but there is an un, and I'm just saying I'm not trying to start a conspiracy but yeah there is a weird weird thing about them trying to get rid of phone booths like but eric says well this uh, he's right probably they're not making enough money to keep them open so doing that weird argument about it it kind of adds to the matrix it adds to dr who it adds to superman and it, it adds to bill and ted's it adds a lot to a lot of weird questions within this living matrix that we live in getting rid of the phone booths now you're talking about like Twenty years in the future, where they
0: don't have very many phone booths, so they're they yeah, got to get around that obstacle. Maybe the UK. I'm not, I'm not saying. I mean, maybe yeah. they should use the phone booth more to make sure there's money flow. Or according the, to the people, they do. Remember, Carlos from the UK. She wrote. She wrote. We're very attached to our phone booths. We know <laughs> it's our it's it's our way out of here. <laughs> right. I mean, you. I always see somebody using this. See,
2: here's the argument. I, I always see somebody using the phone booth. Now, um, and there's tourists oh, taking pictures
3: in the phone one, booths. It's still
0: not unpopular. I hear this one. People have lost loved ones and will have random calls from the other side and can't explain it. Spirit travels via electricity. I have heard that before. That that because on a regular landline that's from a telephone company, there is a current. That's mm. how your uh, phone rings. Yeah. And that. If you believe in the uh, uh, spiritual side, the you know the paranormal side, that ghosts uses electricity to call you. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I've also I've also heard that uh, wood is like a paranormal conductor, like a spiritual conductor.
0: Oh, that's that's me and Bob. That's why we're yes, conductors. Yes. We're, we're our last names are Wood.
3: <laughs> that explains a lot <laughs> got wood
2: <laughs> what was it uh, it was uh off subject uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead when the uh, I forget his name the bigger one with the beard or the bigger one he has that t-shirt that says got wood on it the whole show I, I loved it. <laughs> where's that t-shirt he's got wood yes yeah wood is- <laughs> it was silica silica's in wood uh T- uh, tree, off the uh, science subject trees absorb silica from the soil and it's got crystalline basically silica's crystalline so trees along with humans along with animals all have silica in them and some yeah. trees uh, they're denser they're a denser wood um they will take in more silica correct yeah yeah and they could trap, trap ghosts.
0: <laughs> now now if they do the fourth one, I, I know some people are. I saw, I see chats, and they're talking about should you bring Trinity back or not, Ooh. and and you know bring well, in it. What's that?
1: I said Carrie Ann Moss is in it.
0: Oh, she is oh, in she it. Is in oh, it. Oh, oh for no, sure, no. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe she's in it as a past reference of a memory he has. I mean, oh, I don't know. But she's in it. She's a regular <laughs> star. But see that—that's where you start questioning. If you bring her back, then it's almost becoming Marvel, where nobody dies, because that's the biggest problem about Marvel. People say that superheroes never die. Loki's died twice, and now he's got <laughs> his own TV show. You know, if you start bringing it, I know Neil. I can see we're making a connection where he could come back because they mentioned him, but they never really mentioned anything about Trinity. She's supposed to be like a regular person in a way, so. That's a questionable move. Uh-oh. Hopefully. well, was-
1: No, that is the question though. Um, you know, in the matrix online, she actually did return when she did. Now there's this whole reference to the biological interface program. And I really don't want to get into the details of that. Cause it was late in the game and it never really got fully fleshed out. I don't like to talk about it because like, I feel like there was a lot of gaps in the story and we never exactly. got the full answer. But the point is that when she came back, there was not one single reference to her real world body. Okay, she only came back inside the matrix. Oh, right. Oh. So we don't know how they're going to explain it in the matrix four, but good point. if oh. she this could be a program, movie, a right? If, if she is connected to Neo because they were both hybrid and it just so happened that he's the one, then her program could still exist inside the matrix, oh. even though her human body is gone. You know what this sounds like, Eric? You know where this is
2: going? Um, I, I think Fizzy Pop brought it up. Um, this is WandaVision, where Vision himself is recreated. If you guys aren't into WandaVision, you'll have to watch it. It's, you got to get the app. It's actually Walt Disney or steal it or get someone. Somewhere it show. But it's got the same concept that Vision himself is alive within the bubble, which we call a matrix. Just, uh, Wanda's changing everything with her mind.
1: Right, they're calling it the Hex in Wandavision.
2: Yeah, and he tried to leave but when he realized that he leave. He was he wasn't able to. His nope. body broke back down and went back into the bubble. It, oh, she expanded it over him. And so she had expanded over him to bring him back. Now he's alive, just like what Trinity would be within the Matrix, within the bubble in Wandavision. Vision, he's alive, but when he tries to leave, he's not. So it's the same idea about all these people trapped within this... this I, I guess I, I hate bringing up WandaVision because people probably haven't watched it, but boy, does it have a lot of references to The Matrix. I mean, holy shit. It has. It, it, they took the idea of all these other concepts and then put it into its own show. And I'm like, man, this is The Matrix, if you want to add it to the list. of
0: Torres, so- I'm not going to spoil anything because I have not watched the the final episode that came out we will I'm sorry guys I'm I'm watching watching it either I am gonna watch it after this show so
2: yeah it's on today I'm not gonna say a word yeah uh, well, I highly really recommend the show if you're into this concept of the Matrix yeah <laughs> it's so amazing.
3: <laughs> and it's let, me totally ask
2: you,
0: uh, let me ask Neil uh, his his uh, um, his beyond the Matrix movies was there, like, another kind of a Matrix kind of style movie that that you liked that's not, like, called the Matrix? Like, for me, I always said that Tron is my one of my true Matrix movies. Is there one that you like that you like?
1: Oh, no. I love – I'm an 80s baby, so I love Tron. Like, I grew up with Tron. Um, yeah, no, and, and, you know, like – there's all these like crossover theories with movies and stuff like our crossover videos on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Tron would definitely be the prequel to the matrix. If we're going to go there. Um, you know, a lot of people compare, uh, dark city to the matrix just because it came out. Also, I believe it was 98. And actually there's, I think we talked about this before. There's some set pieces in the matrix that were used in dark city. Um, so that's very matrix like, um, but since the matrix, you know, there's been so many matrix references. I mean, even, um, what was that show? There was a show called the 100 that had a whole ton of matrix. Like their whole, I think it was like the third season was like this whole like matrix construct and the city of light. And like, they went way matrix in there. Um, So yeah, Yeah. you'll see it pop up. I mean, now that, you know I mean? Now that the idea is out there, I mean, it's really come up many, many times since
0: then. Yeah. There's a show on um, uh, Amazon prime called upload. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a se- series where, yes. right before you die, you have a choice to upload yourself. Into- oh, that sounds a
1: lot like Altered Carbon,
0: yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I love Altered Carbon. I did not like the second one, but I love the first season. There's the other yellow- one, I, I thought the first
1: season was better. I didn't hate the second season, they were just very different. Right, um, did right. you watch the anime? There was an anime,
0: you're right. It's there not an that anime I in between, yeah. The second one, I kind of. I, I love the actor that was in the first one, that guy he plays in True Blood, and they yeah the guy plays them, in RoboCop too, yeah yeah RoboCop, and they replaced him yeah. with the uh, Falcon or the, yep, uh, yep. the yeah, uh, Aaron, yeah. Aaron and Mackie it off because I like the other character, you know what I mean? I, I was trying to get into it, but I wanted to see the other face.
2: <laughs> yeah, but what about that movie? No one ever talks about. I'm trying to think. I can't remember the fucking name of it, but you guys might know it. Um, it's uh, Bruce Willis. And it's about them going into the – they go into a state of mind where they're in this little thingy, and they go into the robots. Uh, the
1: surrogates, I think, right? Is a surrogate?
2: Yeah, right? Where, where he's a cop, and he has to go after these. You have one faction, just like the Matrix. You have one faction. They refuse to go into surrogates. They're just going to stay human, live human, eat human. The other half of society, they, they go into their bedrooms. They lock shit up. They go into this body thingy, and they go into their surrogate. And they're running around. They could be anybody they want. They had like really ugly old fat guys that are like beautiful women.
0: <laughs> wow! Nobody agrees with me that I always felt that the that the horror movie Evil Speak. Evil, I was going to is is a Matrix style because a lot of people are like what is Evil Speak is. Listen, Evil Speak. This guy takes an evil Bible, whatever, and he uses the computer to dissect. What it, what's the meaning behind it? And then the computer starts taking a mind of its own. I mean, you might say, yeah, it's the Satan or whatever, but but in 1981, Neo. They, weren't, they weren't computers in everybody's houses. I mean, computers weren't there. This guy was using a computer like <laughs> he's like in everybody's house, and he used a computer to to dissect on what th- this Bible thing was saying. He was trying to bring
2: uh, was, uh, in, in in reference to the Matrix. He was trying to bring uh, Agent Smith over.
3: basically
2: basically that 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 is right agent smith
1: but uh there's one thing i did want to say since we're talking about like the entire trilogy that i wanted to put out to your listeners just before i forget because we're talking about all of them i always recommend i feel like if you really want to get the total trilogy experience if you really want it to like settle in i think the way that it was most designed try watching the original matrix then the Animatrix, and then Reloaded, and then Revolutions in that order. And the reason why I say that is because like what we talked about earlier, yes, the original is the classic. It's the one most people like the most. It's the one that's most traditional in its structure. Um, the Animatrix has, like I said, it, it has these other artists showing you the Matrix universe through their world building and not just the Wachowskis world building. And I think that really opens you up what's coming next but more specifically the second renaissance explains it's the prequel it tells you why the matrix is the way it is it shows the reasoning behind the machines doing what they're doing that then prepares you for the architect speech which is at the end of reloaded because reloaded is designed to be like deconstructionist philosophy right they give you all these rules they tell you how you know they tell you the truth they, they give you the red pill in the first matrix but in reloaded they tear all that apart with that architect scene they say hey neo All that's a lie. All that's BS, right? And then you go into revolutions. Like I said, he picks the door to save Trinity. Again, this is the illusion of choice. Yeah. By doing that, now you're stepping into revolutions, which is reconstruction. That's okay. You've torn down all what we told you you're supposed to believe about the matrix. And now it's like, what's next? What do you do now? What do you build from here? Where do you go from here? And that's where it really becomes a choose your own adventure, because now you're getting into... The parts of revolutions where they don't explain everything and you have to kind of come up with your own answers in some areas and I feel like it's a lot easier to do that when you've seen the Animatrix like I said before Reloaded because okay. that kind of prepares you to really choose your own adventure and to really build your own world within the Matrix universe and I think that's the like to me that's the fun part of the journey that's the fun part of watching these films is when you come out of revolutions and it's like we're all Neo Like yeah. it's teamwork, It's it's about you wanting to take action in your own life and in the world as a whole as a collective and i think that's the part at least for me that was like where i got when i when i did that like i said i feel like when you watch them in that order it just sets you up for that and i think that's how they designed it to be
0: no it's good a lot of people saying here that they've never watched a Animatrix. And actually, you, know. you
1: gotta do it. You gotta do it. And
0: everybody who's uh in the chat talking about Santa Claus, well here's here's something on Neomatrix website or uh, page. Does Christmas
2: <laughs> even exist? Does Christmas even exist? Saturn-
0: yeah, Merry
3: Christmas folks. Yeah.
0: So who are you talking about? Santa Claus? Well, you might want to look at this. Saturnalia. Yes. Um, but yeah, in, in the playlist, that's the
1: thing. Okay. I, I encourage everyone to watch the entire Animatrix all, I think it's nine episodes, but the most important is the second Renaissance. And last I looked anyway, in the playlist that the Animatrix playlist, those episodes are still in that playlist. Okay. And I, I tell you this now, because when I first made that playlist, whoever was hosting the second Renaissance before, I guess like YouTube shut those down. So I found someone else hosting it. So instead of two parts, it's like four but it's the real Animatrix episode. So sure. if you haven't seen the second Renaissance, I highly recommend that I'm you watch, watch it. Now. It's very I'm important. Watching. Yeah, I think it, it it really, like I said, that, that yeah. if, if you're looking for a prequel, those are the prequels. Those. I
0: think it's on uh, HBO Perfect. Max.
2: Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah. If you I can think you think watch the I whole thing,
0: it. watch
1: the whole
2: thing.
0: I mean,
1: it it's a fun ride
2: i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do the whole series thing i'm, yeah, gonna, I'm cause, gonna do it because my
1: favorite my favorite episode is actually the very last one matriculated it was um created by peter chung who did the original eon flux yeah yeah he's a beast like the his animation episode is really solid man i'm gonna do that
2: i'm gonna do the whole i'm gonna do the just the bender just go, like, on the weekend, just go through the whole fucking thing
1: and then take notes. And yeah, it's only, like, an hour and 15, maybe an hour and 20 minutes, something like that. It's not long. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah. You guys, so I, I it sounds like something you should do. I, and people are bored. I'm tired of watching. This. Well, then go ahead and do the Bender. Go ahead and do it like the way you talked about it. I'm going to try. I'm going to give it a shot. Watch the first Matrix. Then watch the, the Animatrix, the cartoon series, which I love the anime. And then finish the rest of the trilogy and just have the whole experience. That'd
1: be kind of cool. Yeah, th- yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Did you watch the Altered Carbon anime? There was an anime on Netflix for that. No, I didn't no know problem. there
0: was a cartoon.
1: It had some, it had some, it had some heavy animatrix vibes. I would say the animatrix was better, but I did enjoy it. Um, in fact, I, I might have enjoyed the anime Altered Carbon more than the second season, if we're being honest. Okay. Wow. It was different though. Just like the second season was different from the first season, the anime is different from both of them. Absolutely. But cool. it's the same characters. Yeah.
2: Wow, this is a great show. This got a lot of good questions answered. A lot of a lot of good concept. A lot of thought concept, man. Well,
3: oh, you
1: know that, that's the Matrix experience, though, is you know bringing you into thought experiment and ph- you know philo- oh, Excuse me, philosophical questions and <laughs> making you question. You know, it, what is Christmas? Is, Christmas real? <laughs> is
3: it Christmas real? Is that real? Is everything real? Are
2: we within? Well, within a Matrix ourselves. Yeah. When can we get out? Um
1: I want to go I want to go
2: to Zion. I mean I there's a lot of orgies going on, a lot of drums pounding, sweaty women. It's going to be great. Well,
1: that's what I really want to do. Ultimately, I really want to build a Zion. I want to build an underground bunker so when everything, you know, goes to crap, we got a safe place to party.
2: You got, <laughs> yeah, you get the big robot, you can get into of <laughs> the robots
0: and you dance with large robots. Come come come. come, come. Anybody could be oh. anybody. I mean tonight I want to go watch uh, some sci-fi movie tonight. Don't know if it's going to be any good or not. Which which what one are you watching? Uh, I'm watching uh, a new one that just comes out today. It's called uh, "Child's Walking." It's where uh, a dis one world where there are no women and all living creatures can hear each other' thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds called noise.
2: They should call it Sausage Fest. I don't know. I I would think that would be a better name for it. I don't know if I want to live there.
0: Yeah, it has uh, uh, Daisy Ridley from Star Wars, and it has the Spider-Man kid, uh, Tom Holland. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, I don't know. And then if you guys want to get my uh, opinion on it, you always go to, you know, my website. And if you scroll down to uh, Welcome to the Matrix Home Cinema, The Matrix Home Cinema is where I put the last four movies that I watch because I go to movies every Friday. And every Friday, I'll put a new one on here on Saturday. So if you're ever curious about my opinion, just come here. Because I tell you the honest truth, you know, Monster Hunters fucking sucks.
2: When Eric says something sucks, I try it. It does suck. (laughs) Now, he likes hairband rock music, and I don't like that. So I would not listen to that opinion. However, when it comes to his movies... Eric is pretty much dead on what I think. Like, oh, this is bad. You're not joking. Oh, shit.
0: Well, <laughs> like, I said, I, like I said, when I saw Monster Hunters, I felt stupid because the music was like a video game. I'm like, this sounds like a video game music. And then I get home. My, son, my uh, 16-year-old son goes, Dad, did you know I used to play that game a couple years ago?
2: It's a video game.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a vi- it is a video game movie. Oh, man. <laughs> I wonder what the music sounded like from a video game.
2: A video game to usually goes. I like it when it goes a movie to a video game. Make a movie first, then if you make a video (laughs) game to a movie, then it sucks.
0: This would not be a show without Juan Torres uh, making his comments. What did he say? Wait, does Zeon have a place for the Octorians? Bob may have a hand in that fiesta. (laughs) (laughs) Right before we go, uh, do you have anything coming up? On your channel, or are you gonna be going on any other channels coming up that you want people to know about? I'm sorry. Do you, do you have anything coming up uh, on your channel, or you going on any other channels coming yeah. up? What's your thing? Oh
1: no, I mean this this invite was uh the only like uh, live stream I had lined up. Uh, although I did want to sh- say I shouted you guys out in um, my last live stream. It was called a glitch in the matrix because. I reviewed that documentary titled A Glitch in the Matrix, and I had to shout you guys out because, like, you know, I guess, you know, Gypsy Road is the prophet here. You know, that was the first conversation you guys invited me to on your channel. So <laughs> you guys invite me. We have this great conversation. And oh, then, yeah. you know, like two months later, a documentary about that topic
0: comes out. Carla, Carla, you, Karla, Karla, you are right. <laughs> the 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 movie, the TV show The Witcher is from a video game and that was fucking badass on Netflix. I'll I'll good. that one, yes, I will say The Witcher is badass.
2: Very good. Very good. Yeah, I'm just saying in general. Now now maybe they make a video game first and then they make it into a movie, it's probably good. Back in the time it usually used to be a, an epic movie and then it became a, a, a an okay video game. So <laughs> I still remember playing uh what was it Empire Strikes Back when, on Atari. On Atari. It was taking
0: I still remember playing Tron when he was shooting those spiders. I remember Tron video games. Yes. The
2: tanks? <laughs> I love Tron video game. I loved, uh, The only one that failed was uh, E.T.,
0: that E.T. video oh, game. Oh, that was the most horrible <laughs> game that there ever was. Which you know, you, you're, if you're playing E.T., you fell in this freaking hole and you couldn't get out. Yeah, what
2: the fuck? Yeah, that was the one that they had did an archaeological dig for, and they were looking. They pulled back all the games, and they buried them into a landfill, and nobody could find them. And they actually had a guy, an archaeologist guy, go look for where they were hidden. And then they had a big excavation on. They did it on television, and they dug it up, and they found the video games. They found the old E.T.
0: Atari video games, which they sold for a lot of money. Which is weird. Oh yeah, there is a new uh Motor Combat movie coming out and there is a trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah, it looked pretty good. And and I might be the weird one, but I liked the first Motor Combat. You did too. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean
1: in the early nineties, like come on, like anybody who says it was terrible is like you're watching it now. You weren't watching it then. <laughs> yeah.
2: mm-hmm. It's like they call me Bruce back in that time. It was a great movie. I love they. I don't know if you guys remember They Call Me Bruce. Oh, yeah. Great movie at the time. Loved it. If you watch it now, you're going to laugh a little bit like, wow. I <laughs> But I still like it. It's no, like, no.
0: I still remember that uh, famous scene in the comic Bruce where he was going to eat the egg raw, and he's like tasting it like, ah, and he fried it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he brought up the, the kick-ass movie. Uh, damn it. In, not Enter the Dragon. What was it called again? The Dragon... For, uh, for the uh,
1: last dragon. Last dragon. The last
2: dragon was just this guilt. Now it's a guilty pleasure. I don't want to talk. I think it's a great movie. I loved it at the time. Uh, I think it's out now on on one of the channels. I might watch. I have to watch it again. I loved it. It was so good. And now it's out. You're gonna go back and watch it
1: as a little bit of nostalgia, and it's still good. But <laughs> it's, it's funny. yeah, there it is.
0: Yes, um, the last
1: dragon. Yeah. He's got that glow. I mean, and it's funny too, because when you talk about Mortal Kombat, and you said Enter the Dragon. I mean, Enter the Dragon growing up was like my favorite movie. um Big yeah. Bruce Lee fan. And, you know, Liu Kang was like, you know, based on Bruce Lee. And that, that's what I always loved about Mortal Kombat. Like, from the beginning, like, those characters, you know, were based on like Big Trouble and Little China. And the Johnny Cage mm-hmm. character was supposed to be um Van Dam from Bloodsport. Like, it's just all these movie references that they didn't really have the rights for. So they just had these clone characters and made a video game that was bloody.
2: Yeah. Okay, I gotta get your opinion before we hang up this phone here. Uh real quick the, the phone booth thing. The flying guillotine, man. Now I love that movie. Did, were you a fan of the flying guillotine, my friend? I haven't seen that. No, hold on. Yeah. What is it called? The flying the flying guillotine. Flying. Oh, it's a seventies kung fu movie. It's to me it's one of the greatest ever. Yeah, named. I'm gonna have to go watch it now. Yep. I'll find it Ooh. now. The flight now make there's this, a couple of copycats afterwards, but remember the original flight oh, flying sea team? G- the flying like a guillotine that cuts your head off a guillotine? You have to- I've never heard of it. Oh my oh I'm wow. You guys have never seen if you're in the kung fu movies or in the old black belt theater, the flying guillotine is like one of the greatest movies ever made. The kung fu movies. I think it it went it went the way of they live that everyone loves we all love the movie they yeah, live, they, yeah. but it just got avalanched into some kind of pit where it's like you don't see it, you don't ever ever see it, you don't hear about it it's like the the tapes have disappeared no I mean you get a glimpse of the from truthers and people joking about they live, but it was went it went under it just but flying guillotine is like that it was one of them kick-ass martial arts movies that just disappeared
0: yep and then right before we go guys now remember if any of you in the chat wants my weekly uh newsletter that i do from my website just go to my website subscribe it's free there's no charge i don't charge people to subscribe to my website but if you subscribe to it i send out a weekly newsletter of upcoming shows that we do and I put some other kind of stuff on there some other facts like maybe a movie that I saw or, or I'll put a is this a hoax or a real picture like I did last uh, last weekend so if any of you guys want to get a free newsletter for me you got to sign up because otherwise I, I don't know how to email it to you yeah. so just do that and uh, I think it's a pretty good website it's a great website and I'm on it <laughs> <laughs>
2: We just did a video yesterday. That's right, that's right. That's
0: right. Hey guys, yes, Bob, Bob is correct. Um, yesterday yeah. we did we do some exclusive news topics, but yeah. we do it on the website just because we want to make sure that we YouTube can take you down for any reason, right? But on my website they can't, so these right. news topics might be a little bit extreme. With,
2: Bad. Uh, we, we don't go we don't go we, we keep no, it, no, it older yeah, we don't it's family is friendly it's not that bad so you guys can watch it yeah we don't go crazy with it and stuff so um yeah i mean yeah. above
0: <laughs> no no yeah yeah you're you're right we don't go crazy but but you just all you do is scroll down and you'll see it right here mm-hmm. oh i didn't i gotta change the thumbnail yeah, you'll see some exciting news. You know, Spice Girls are uh they're doing a tour again, they added a sixth person. You might need to watch it to find out who's that sixth person. Yeah, uh, Taylor Green is the new cult president now for a bunch of cults. And the final news topic was is JFK really dead?
2: <laughs> you know, we just play around satire,
0: guys. It's, it's all satire. It's satire. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it, come on, Bob, if somebody thinks that's real. Yeah! Wow, that's it's awesome. Satire. So
2: we—that's how we approach everything now. I approach everything with satire. But For some reason, satire uh, somehow it—it it, it's like a virus. It, the the matrix can't fucking change it. So I don't know how to explain it, other than that, satire seems to hold its weight in this but, place.
0: Yeah, but if, if you guys love matrix stuff, I'm gonna put uh, Neo's channel in the chat right here. I'll put it right back here, and guys Thank check out know, his stuff you. i mean you saw me share his screen i mean he's got a bunch of information Absolutely. I mean, just look i mean matrix reloaded zombie mix uh just there's just a lot of different things the matrix machine and matrix like he's talking about he's got a video here yeah no you
1: asked what, what's coming next um yeah so you can see i finished the animatrix series i'm gonna start the matrix comic series that's coming very soon wow
0: Wow. Oh, that is awesome, so guys, yes, check it out. Wow, that Absolutely. one also actually, that one 19k that's pretty <laughs> oh, damn good. Damn celebrity, dude. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, we got a celebrity, <laughs> damn. Oh, and you just got a sub right there. You got, yeah, oh, thank great. you, thank
1: you, much appreciated
2: you can hear yeah. he's well spoken he's not dropping f bombs i mean they, he's clean man well, he's, i'm
1: trying i'm trying to look out for you guys because like you said youtube you know they're on it man they're scanning yeah, and they yeah. they give you a little a little uh i don't want to call it a what do you call it a shadow ban but okay so here's a trick that you guys might uh appreciate or that some of your viewers if they have youtube channels might appreciate that i recently learned if you go into incognito mode right Like if you're on your, you know, mobile device or whatever, you go log into YouTube in incognito mode and then go into settings and turn restrictions on. Then when you go to your channel, you can see what videos YouTube has hidden because of language or whatever they like kind of ding you for and then didn't send you a a notification. So, you know, you could see what videos are hidden on the front end.
3: No, really? really. Yeah, see that
1: is, like it. way more of my videos are hidden than I thought like it was like, whoa, what really like they're really no, one
2: really Here's that real clear.
1: So right. So if you want to check and see what videos of, on your channel that the algorithm is hiding Yeah, and you know, it could be for language or adult yeah. content or whatever They feel like they caught you for but yeah. they didn't send you a notification. They didn't send you an email They just hit it. If you want to know which one of your videos are hidden first log in as incognito mode. Like for me, I see I it on my mobile, my mobile device, right? go into incognito mode first. Then when you're in incognito mode, go into the settings and turn restrictions on. Then when okay. you look at your channel, you'll only see what YouTube suggested will show and what videos are on the front end of YouTube. Anything that's hidden, you won't see.
3: Okay, that's oh. good. I'm curious. I, I learned
1: that recently, you know, that like I said, a lot of videos that I had no idea were hidden were hidden. I was like, really. Yeah, see, that's where I, I was joking with someone today in England. They contacted me,
2: they like, big fan of my channel, and they said, "Dude, I have noticed that within the last month to two months, you have not gained one sub. I'm locked mm-hmm. in. kind of stuff. I'm talking about, man. Go, I go. I noticed that, and they, they. said, you know, as in Eric and I here are having a great time on on Gypsy Road. We just we keep we're moving, we're moving, we're moving pretty good, we're moving up. But all out of all these people, that my channel is locked. It's like, how can they not? They, they know me they would go to my channel and at least a few of them would sub up but not
1: I don't know. And I've i heard <laughs> there's an appeal process I haven't tried it yet but I think it's good to know like just to see what kind of yeah. stuff is getting dinged and stuff
2: yeah so it's evident to me it's 100 I can't get more evidence than that again mine's just for experiment this is a good I like I love this is my home channel I love having a great time but over mine I was like not one not one side <laughs> gained in, like, months. This is something up here, man. There's uh, something going on. Oh, well. Oh, well. They love me. Who'd you piss off, Bob? I don't. <laughs> maybe the material I'm putting out is a little bit too intense. I put it out in code. So people that watch my stuff, it's strictly code. Uh, you'd have to be familiar with what I'm putting out first. It kind of weeds. It, it separates the wheat from the tares kind of a thing. So either you know or you don't. <laughs> That's why I try. I try not to use too many words and stuff. I just put out just things for codes. You yeah, get it or you get out. It's, it's, but algorithm gets it, so they're locking it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, like I said, it's always hard for us to. It's one of those things that it's hard arguments to make because technically we don't own we don't own the company. We don't own the no, site. We right. do whatever they want. I, know, have I said that they can make a rule that says tomorrow as of tomorrow you can't wear hats on any video right, right. If you don't own the the format you know it's you know it's free for us to use yeah. so it's hard to it's hard to have arguments yeah. because they can do whatever they want now like All I said argument, on my website right. I can kind of do whatever I want because I own right. it
2: yeah you know, I don't I don't it so i think yeah. sometimes the way we when we talk about the matrix it gives you a, a what appears to be bad What appears to be bad is not necessarily always bad. It keeps you either safe or something's going on. If something's, if the matrix you living universe likes you, there's a reason why something looks bad. Like it pushed you in a direction where you would have never gone before. Like really, and then all of a sudden you're there. You know, like, well, how did I get here? Well, because this bad thing happened and that's why I'm here. So that bad thing wasn't necessarily that bad if you really look back at it. So, you know, everything's playing itself out. So I wouldn't be calling everything bad people out there that you think is bad.
0: Use pronounces and you are safe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, beyond that, guys, uh, we're going to end the show. I'm so happy that Neo Matrix came on. You know, yes. I, I didn't know. Yeah, thanks for I, gonna, having me, guys. I didn't know if I was going to make it through with this pain. So with him helping <laughs> doing a lot of the talking, I was able to save my side.
1: Yeah. yeah you guys know if, if you're talking Matrix films, I'm down.
2: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And people like it, too. We get pretty good pretty good views when you come on here with the Matrix Conversation. <laughs> <Yep>.
0: So Beyond <laughs> that, guys, we're going to end this show and uh, subscribe to his channel, subscribe guess, to my please. website, get the newsletter every week, and uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. All right. See you guys later.
3: Later, guys. <laughs>